The views and opinions expressed by the guests on the following program do not necessarily represent those of Mark Radio, The Shepherd, or its advertisers. From the studios of The Shepherd Radio Network, it's Afternoons with Mike. This next hour is all about our walk with Jesus with local pastors, newsmakers, people who are making a difference for the gospel. Now, here is your host, Mike Gilland. Friends, thank you so much for joining us today on Afternoons with Mike. My guest on the line, a first-time guest today for me. Very excited about this. I have Terry Beatley. She is the leader and founder of the Hosea Initiative. That website, by the way, and mark this down, you'll want to check this out based on what I know you're going to enjoy hearing from her, is the hoseainitiative.org. Terry's from Virginia. She is very involved in pro-life and has written a book, What If We've Been Wrong? And so there's a lot here to unpack. Welcome to the program, Terry. Hey, thanks for having me. I appreciate the opportunity. Well, this is great. I know you speak to people like me around the country, and you've been very busy and involved in, uh, I think, one of the most worthy causes. Uh, the whole thing of pro-life, it's interesting how that the left, who thought they had this kind of tucked away in the bag forever, uh, suddenly with the Roe v. Wade overturning last year, the Roe v. Wade uh, June 24th, reversal by the Supreme Court. It seems like it's brought a lot of them back to to front and center again. So the battle is now more on than ever. Wouldn't you agree? Absolutely. And it's more on in the local market at the state level. And this is why education is so critical and the information that Jose Initiative brings to these local, quote, arguments, if you will, the debate. Um, So absolutely. It's fast. It's furious. And um, I think the other thing people need to understand is it's great that Roe, you know, fell, but now the battle, they have to get engaged and they have to know how to answer questions and lead, get people thinking again. So it's a great time to be alive and to be in the pro-life battle. It really is a great time. And thank God we are in the pro-life battle. You know, there are many people who would not have ever believed that this could actually have happened, the returning of this control to the states. But as you said, now uh, it doesn't mean that it goes away. It's just now on a different front. And we have the opportunity in states to make a difference. And it's not just a federal rubber stamp over this whole abortion approval thing. Now, how did you get involved in all of this? I got involved, um, the, the, the short answer to this is after going to a March for Life, and uh, gosh, my kids were little, they're now 24, 27, so they were like seven and 10, no, seven and four. And I realized I really knew nothing about the back history of how America ended up aborting millions and millions of precious children. So I began doing research And then one thing led to another. And then I discovered about black genocide via Planned Parenthood. And I began presenting and happened to be at an African-American church in Virginia. I happened to be white. And I realized that day that the life issue crosses the racial divide. If you know how to communicate it, Um, the pastor there welcomed me in and he ended up telling me that he would never again vote for a pro-abortion candidate for as long as he lived. And then I went into prayer for really a number of months. I was on a prayer vigil in November of 2009. Mm -hmm. uh, And that's when the Lord spoke to me and he said, go interview Dr. Bernard Nathanson. And so that was the beginning of now this 12, 13 year journey. Now, I, that name was new to me, and I, I, yeah, I just have to confess, the name that pops into everybody's mind, I believe, is Gosnell right now with, uh, because of the movie that came out. But this man that you're talking about, Dr. Nathanson, is uh, often referred to as the abortion king, America's abortion king. Tell us about that. Sure, yeah. Well, you know, if I get, you know, said the name Adolf Hitler everyone would know who that is, or Stalin, uh, everybody would know who that is. Um, Bernard Nathanson called himself a mass murderer. Uh, This is after he became unequivocally pro-life. 
So Dr. Bernard Nathanson was the father of America's industry of abortion. Wow. Um, he co-founded what maybe half of your audience will recognize, because again, everybody will recognize the words Planned Parenthood, but before Planned Parenthood became the abortion um, uh, you know, giant that it is today, Dr. Bernard Nathanson had co-founded the first pro-abortion political action organization, which back then was called the National Association for the Repeal of Abortion Laws. Today, um, the acronym and what they go by is NARAL, N-A-R-A-L, Pro-Choice America. Mm. So he co-founded this political action organization with Lawrence Later because they knew in order to get long-term victory, they had to be able to have political victory you know, law and policy. And indeed they had it, you know, for 50 years. And sadly, to a large degree, they're still victorious, but that's getting ready to change. When people understand that even the father of America's industry of abortion became 100% unequivocally pro-life. And then years later, he became a child of God before he died. Oh, that's amazing. You know, when we hear this story, it, it's a, a story that is, it seems to be told often in different ways uh, uh, with different subject matters of someone who was at the top of their game. And yep. this man was at the top of his game, only it was a bad game. It was abortion. And right. then God does something and a 180, a, a complete reversal of direction. And of course, that's what salvation is, is that when, you know, we see that repentance is truly right. a one, the opposite direction of where they were going before. And, you know, we hear about that, Terry, in the lives of people uh, such such as the guy who did the research on mRNA and now uh, is not a proponent at all for it, feels that it shouldn't be given as widely as it's being given now, this jab that is under so much controversy. And yet uh, those that are leading it today continue on, even though the person that did the research is saying, no, stop, wait, 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 I'm going in opposite direction. That's exactly what Dr. Nathanson did. That's right. Yeah, it was, um, they had formed NARAL back in the late 60s, and, and then he became the medical face of the pro-abortion movement in 1970, 71, 72. He even went to Planned Parenthood in 1970 and begged Planned Parenthood to join with NARAL in this pro-abortion cause, and Planned Parenthood refused you know, let that digest for a moment. And then, so he was personally responsible for the death of 75,000 babies, 5,000 by his own hands, 10,000 mm, uh, when he trained doctors. And then he ran the largest abortion facility in the Western hemisphere uh, for a few years for another 60,000 babies. And then all of his lies and propaganda, you know, kind of paved the road for Roe v. Wade. Mm -hmm. And so, um, and then, but he was exhausted. Um, he had been traveling and all this. So it was, he was exhausted by the end of 1972 and running this a, a huge abortion mill up in New York City. So he quit the facility in December of 72. He celebrated Roe v. Wade, which happened January 73. And he became chief of obstetrics at St. Luke's Hospital in New York City. And, and in the same year that we got the Roe v. Wade decision, the father of the abortion industry rolls in a brand new technology at the hospital, real-time ultrasound, which was a brand new technology, real-time. And, um, and he sees the baby in utero for the first time mm. uh, in real-time. He can now see the heartbeat where before he could only... <clears throat> hear the heartbeat. Now he could see the baby yawn and stretch and smile. And <clears throat> what America does not know is that the father of the abortion industry became, oh, that this is what launched him on his pro-life conversion. And it, he was an atheist and he, and it was the science that converted Dr. Nathanson. It was years later, he became a uh, you know, child of God. But, um, but it was the science. He was an atheist. So it's quite 
um, amusing, you know, I put that in quote marks, that for two and a half years, we've been told to follow the science, follow the science, you know, get your jab and all this. And it's like, uh, well, let's talk about that, President Joe Biden and everybody else pushing this. The father, you know, the science led the co-founder of NARAL to become 100 percent unequivocally pro-life. Yeah. Zero. Yeah. Zero exceptions. Right. You know, it's that old adage, don't don't confuse things with the truth, you know? Right. <laughs> it's so oh, sad. Yeah. I heard a quote recently, actually it was down in Florida when I was getting ready to speak at an event, and the um, the host said, he said, you're getting ready to hear a story, which will give you the proof that that lies have traveled around the world in, in I think it said, like, in, in in no time while boots are still, while truth is still putting on its boots or something like that. Right, <laughs> right. The lies are out there. They're just going around while we're just getting ready. And and those lies are being perpetrated by a very willing and complicit news media that seems to be in the back pocket of all of these issues. And there's a lot of uh, twisting and flexing of these stories to make them feel that that's what uh, the people want to hear. And boy, I yeah, I go back to Paul. You think about itching ears as he talked to Timothy. You know, people will gather around them what their itching ears want to hear. And uh, right. the news media is doing exactly that. That's it. Well, <clears throat> they, Dr. Nathanson, you know, you most people can't relate to this because we're so immersed in, in abortion now and all the fighting and arguing and the debates and the laws and the policies and Roe v. Wade. You know, it's hard for people to understand that back in the 60s, this was still a new topic. Yes, the sexual revolution had already started and all this, and the birth control pill had been out for 10 years, causing, you know, the root, well, a cause of all these, quote, unwanted pregnancies. Right. So, uh, but that's a whole nother discussion. Um, so what they had to do was they knew the majority of the public would not be on their side in order to to get abortion legalized in all 50 states. So they came up with an eight-point propaganda strategy to deceive the American public into thinking that, uh, you know, abortion is okay, and even if you're not for it, every woman should have the right to choose. Uh, You know, and it's an eight-point strategy. Maybe we have time, maybe we don't get into it, but just know that it was all propaganda, and Dr. Nathanson admitted to all of this. This Mm. is why his story is so relevant. He's not just one more abortionist. He's the father of the industry, and his legacy must become widely known. Because when you and your listening audience can communicate this to your next-door neighbors, your friends who are mixed up on this issue, but they're willing to learn, you have a story that will begin to convert their hearts. They all know it's a baby. You know, 30 years ago— People, you know, they were still getting away with the lies. It was just a blob of tissue. Well, they can't get away with that anymore. A real-time ultrasound has proven that was a bald-faced lie. But today, people are moved by the power of story, just like they were when Jesus walked the earth. Jesus used parables. He used the power of story. Well, the cool thing about this one is it's a true story, and it changes people's hearts and minds when they have the facts in front of them. Yeah, you know, seeing the the whole uh, ultrasound images, that's what did it for Abby Johnson. And we've seen that a lot of Americans were awakened who saw that movie. And yet this is what's so confounding to, I think, so many of us, Terry, the science that you've talked about and, and the stuff that changed Dr. Nathanson. Why isn't that changing the minds of all of these other people in government and in the media? That question is hard for people to get in their brain, isn't it? Right. Well, sin blinds. I mean, sin numbs the soul. Sin, you know, so when you're in that whole sin mentality, I mean, you're darkened. I mean, because think about it. <clears throat> Here's Dr. Nathanson, a granted he was an atheist, um, but but and 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 he described, by the way, NARAL as a good Stalinist type organization. Oh, my goodness. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Even when he became pro-life, that, that's how he described them, because he went back to NARAL. He was on the board of directors and he was their medical director. And he said, look, we have a medical, ethical, moral issue now on our hands. Real time ultrasound has proven the humanity of the baby in the womb. What are we going to do about it? 
and they basically told him to go crawl in a hole. And it was a short time thereafter that he resigned from NARAL. So, you know, and that, again, this is why your listening audience is so critical. And and if you don't mind, I'm going I'm, I'm, I'm to encourage people to go to abortionking.com and get a copy of the book that I wrote. This was the ful- part of the fulfillment of the promise I made to Dr. Nathanson, which was to teach America how he deceived our nation. And the book is easy reading. And it very swiftly gets you through the legacy of Bernard Nathanson, but also it weaves in my own personal journey of fulfilling the promise to Nathanson during a political um, campaign to defeat Virginia's most pro-abortion, anti-parental rights state senator. Mm-hmm. So it's faith in action. And so if you can, you know, God says my people perish for lack of knowledge. So if we can get the people educated, I'm, I can I can submit this publicly when the, when the when and let's just splice and dice when the average young female in her 20s or 30s and she thinks she's pro-choice. But when she finds out the biggest cover up job of all time, in addition to this mRNA vaccine thing, right, the fake vaccine is the connection between breast cancer and abortion. Dr. Nathanson did not know that back in the 60s, but when he died in uh, later on, he for sure knew that there is a scientific connection between the rapid rise of breast cancer and the rise of abortion. In 1973, breast cancer was when in situ breast cancer is one in 12 women. Today, it's one in seven. Yeah. And it all has to do with the particularly the first full term pregnancy, the first pregnancy. Uh, which needs to be full term, matures the breast, and it makes her breast highly resistant to breast cancer. Well, what's happening to millions of women? A million every year are having an abortion, and they've just lost their very best protection against breast cancer. Yeah, something that God made and God did, and now we're working to almost circumvent that. That's it. I mean, the way God designed the woman's body, and this is the amazing thing, the baby, if brought to at least the 32nd week of pregnancy, is what actually produces the protection against breast cancer. So if nothing else, for a selfish reason, all right, I won't abort my baby because I don't want to get breast cancer. You know, it's a very, you know, I'm not being serious when I say that, but it's like if people just knew, if the average black American actually really truly understood the legacy of Planned Parenthood, they would never be supportive of legalized abortion. They would never be supporting these pro-abortion candidates in the voting booth. And they would probably kick out one of the biggest proponents in our nation, which is Planned Parenthood, which I want to talk about in our next segment. But that that in itself, it has uh, they've just done such a masterful PR job of presenting what they do, what they're about, what their purpose is. And it's not that at all. And we've seen now. Again, the science is there. We know now something different than what we were originally told. Yet that drummer just keeps on drumming. Well, and then Planned Parenthood, of course, over the years has been backed up with billions of dollars. But there are three ways of describing the real Planned Parenthood. It doesn't have a thing to do with health care. Planned Parenthood is about promoting promiscuity. That's number one, because that was the worldview of its founder, Margaret Sanger. We give conferences, uh, lectures, you know, all about Margaret Sanger and Planned Parenthood. So they promote promiscuity. They promote controlling births, and they're all about eugenics. Mm. And so you know those three descriptions, you know, promiscuity, birth control or controlling births, and then eugenics, promoting eugenics. You know, they really thought they could have a race of thoroughbreds, and nowhere in their race of thoroughbreds were black Americans. And all the evidence is out there, people. All we got to do is go onto YouTube and watch the movie Ma'afa 21, Mm -hmm. M-A-A-F-A, Ma'afa 21. It's a Swahili word that means great tragedy. Two and a half hour documentary, 13 segments. And if people will watch this, I mean, it's grueling, Mm. but it's Let's pick this up in the next uh, segment. We're up against a break. I've got with me Terry Beatley. We'll be right back. EC Waters Air Conditioning and Heat serves all your comfort needs. With over 40 years experience, EC Waters is a top train comfort specialist, earning customers for life with integrity. 
No wonder EC Water's air conditioning and heat has earned a 4.6 or higher out of 5 rating and reviews across all major online platforms. For all your comfort needs, call 407-603-9144 or visit ecwaters.com. Pastors and financial leaders, do you need expert accounting or tax help? Do you have payroll or 1099 questions? Do you need a ministry expert to help you acquire real estate for your next project? If the answer is yes, yes, and yes, visit PetraWorldwide.org. Petra Worldwide has been strengthening ministries to transform humanity since 2007. Visit PetraWorldwide.org or call 855-481-9095. This is an informative chat with Terry Beatley. Terry leads the Hosea Initiative. And that website, by the way, is hoseainitiative.org. And she's the author of the book, What If We've Been Wrong? And it deals with this whole issue uh, under the umbrella of pro-life. But this, this whole thing is heated up. And we were talking about Dr. Nathanson, Bernard Nathanson who was the kind of like the originator of this whole industry and kind of opened the door. And I don't think most Americans knew that the door that led into Planned Parenthood, it it was not this nice organization to help people plan their families. That wasn't what the cause uh, that they were trying to meet was all about, right? Absolutely. Margaret Sanger, the founder of Planned Parenthood, uh, she was all about limiting the population. Uh, and there were re- really three descriptors of Margaret Sanger and Planned Parenthood. And if you know these three descriptors, you've pretty much summed it up. Number one, um, the organization as it started and as it still is today promotes promiscuity, which then leads to you know unwanted pregnancy, sexually transmitted diseases, the breakdown in morality, and the list goes on and on and on. So they promote promiscuity. They're all about controlling births via birth control. And then third, eugenics. Margaret Sanger believed that she could have a purified race, a race of thoroughbreds. And believe me, when you do the research and you know the back history, um, the, the race of thoroughbreds in Margaret Sanger's mind did not include black Americans. And that's why you used the term black genocide earlier. Absolutely. There's a, there's a um, documentary, which is one of the ways I got involved. I happened to be white and I took this documentary to a black minister in Virginia. I asked for a three hour appointment, two and a half hours to watch the video together, 30 minutes to talk. And it was two and it's the, it's called Ma'afa 21 black genocide in the 21st century. You can see it still out on YouTube in 13 segments. It's a download of information, but it gives you very clearly laid out the racist history of Planned Parenthood. And I submit to you and every listener is that when the average American knows this information, we will then be able to cut Planned Parenthood off at the root. Uh, and that's a that's a, that's biblical as well. You have to cut things off at the root if they produce mm-hmm, no right. good fruit, right? Well, there's nothing, nothing good that has ever come out of Planned Parenthood. It was founded in corruption and a deformed worldview, and they still have it today. And so, you know, the interesting thing is when Dr. Nathanson went to Planned Parenthood up in New York in the late 1960s to try to persuade them to join with the abortion uh, movement, it's not that its founder, and she had already died in 1966, but it's not that the organization was pro-life in any way, but they were not overtly pro-abortion because they knew the country really wasn't ready for that radical move. And, um, and and Planned Parenthood declined Dr. Nathanson's plea for them to help join with the pro-abortion movement and join trying to get the pro-life law overturned in the state of New York. So Nathanson left that Planned Parenthood meeting very frustrated. But check this out. Um, they were able, they, Nathanson, Nayrow, and some others were able to overturn a 140-year-old law that protected babies in the womb. And then, um, then the, you know, the abortion numbers just actually in the first year, it was 250-some thousand abortions right in New York City. Wow. And, um, and um, but, oh, but what I was leading up to the whole, so for about two years, 
Oh, he, he once it became legal and Planned Parenthood saw all the money they were leaving on the table, you know, and as somebody out there with a calculator, do, do some quick math, take about $250, $250 and multiply that by 250,000. Mm-hmm. That was an overnight multi-million dollar industry. And that was just for the state of New York. Mm-hmm. That's not going down without a fight. Well, who is Dr. Nathanson receives a call from an organization and who do you think it was? But Planned Parenthood, they wanted Dr. Nathanson to teach their doctors on how to kill babies in the womb. So for the next two years, Dr. Nathanson taught Planned Parenthood doctors and they took copious notes. And then when Planned Parenthood finally jumped into the abortion business, because it's a business, it is not health care. Somebody always dies, you know, during an abortion, uh, if not two people. Uh, the mother and the child, mm-hmm. um, and then they, then it be, it, it, Dr. Nathanson described it as just this behemoth, um, lei, um, behemoth. Uh, what's what I'm looking for? Leviathan, growing out of control. And so today, it's the largest baby killer in America. And I wish every Black American understood that abortion is the number one killer of black Americans. The most dangerous place for a black American to be is in his mother's womb. That sounds like a harsh thing to say, but that is the truth. It's the number one killer. They put all these abortion, not all, but most in black neighborhoods. And you know, you think about how many, not only black children, but others as well have been aborted in America. It's it's amazing. Oh, yeah. I mean, there are more non-blacks being aborted, but and the re- only reason I focus on that is because the par- there has to be a paradigm shift. NARAL needed a political victory. OK, well, what's the problem here? We've got to, we have a two political party system. One is completely 100 percent killing babies all nine months of pregnancy. In fact, last year in the state of Maryland, the state legislature, state legislators were um, pushing for basically being able to kill during the first 30 days after birth. Mm. Okay. Like no questions asked your baby dies. Don't ask any questions. So there has to be, the day has to come when people will abandon their political party labels and stand up politically for what God wants them to stand up for if they are a Christ follower or if they're a Jewish person truly living for what the Old Testament and what, what, the, what they, it really stands for, life. Mm-hmm. And so we have to be able to take the education and then connect it into the voting booth. And then these weak need, and I include the Republicans as well, the weak need um, politicians, because let's face it, there was a time when the Republicans had presidency, House and the Senate. That is exactly they, right. They had the opportunity to completely defund the largest baby killer in America, Planned Parenthood, which is leading women to have breast cancer, but they didn't do it. And why wouldn't a politician do it? Because he's too scared. Well, why is he too scared? Because he doesn't have enough support. And why is there not enough support? It's because the people are still walking in darkness. And that's why we called Hosea Initiative after that book in the Bible, in the Bible verse Hosea 4, 6. My people perish for lack of knowledge. Mm-hmm. And if we can get the knowledge, my book proves it, they will connect the information all the way to the voter booth. And then we've cut off Planned Parenthood at the root, the political and the financial support. You know, I'm right now my mind is going to those 12 spies that were sent out into the land. And yes. we, we know that only two of them came back with a good report. The other 10 are kind of representative of where I believe we are today. And the challenge is going to be, are we a Joshua and a Caleb or are we like the rest who only had eyes on the battle, who only had eyes on the enemy and kind of walked away with this the feeling that there's too many of them. The problem is too big. We are like grasshoppers compared to them. Uh, the, the fight is too hard. We'll never win. No, we shouldn't go. And I think Absolutely. that's where a lot of people are. Wouldn't you agree? hundred percent. And I, I'd like to give you some spiritual proof of what you just said. When this back in 2011, before you know, the book was written and all that, before Hosea Initiative and all that. Well, I had moved to Fredericksburg 
and moved right into Virginia's most pro-abortion, anti-parental rights state senator's district. And I was stepping out to begin fulfilling my promise made to Dr. Nathanson. And the Lord confirmed it over and over that I was to stay first in the track of politics to prove that life leads and life wins. And when I began to doubt that, I, you know, just began, everybody goes, it's like, God, am I really doing what you want me to do? Get this bad senator defeated. I was at a red light in Fredericksburg, Virginia, and I looked up at the license plate and it said, IS 3021. Well, I knew that was a Bible verse at Isaiah 3021. And I happened to have my Bible sitting on the seat beside me. So I picked it up. It was a long red light, flipped over Isaiah 30. 20, uh, 30, 20, and, and this is what it says. So my, remember, my ask was, Lord, am I doing things the right way? Is this how I'm supposed to start on this journey? And, and this is what it said. Whether you turn to the right or to the left, your ears will hear a voice behind you saying, this is the way, walk in it. That's 21. And that was just like a perfect confirmation to stay on this course. But then I read on. And, and being well-read on the history of Planned Parenthood, this was so clear on what the Lord meant. So 22 says, then you will desecrate your idols overlaid with silver and your images covered with gold. You will throw them away like an old rag and say to them, away with you. Wow. And I knew immediately that those idols overlaid with silver are the politicians and, and the ones overlaid with gold. Well, the silver were the politicians and the gold were the billions of dollars that Planned Parenthood has received for decades. And it's like, oh my gosh. So Nathanson's legacy will lead the way to people who might not any, uh, any you know, there are millions of people who never saw the unplanned movie. You know, so we still have a very uneducated public because if it was educated, they wouldn't be voting for these pro-abortion candidates. I don't care if there's a D or R behind their name. Mm -hmm. And so the Lord's already said they will be taken down and stripped and thrown away like an old rag. So as the months went on and I got closer to the election, I was burning the candle at both ends. I'm driving through Fredericksburg and I'm really I'm really crying. The tears are flowing and I'm just begging the Lord to give me what I need. I needed door knockers. I needed more people out getting the truth out. And I'm not, this is actually not in the book because I thought people are not going to believe me when I say this, but for some reason, I feel like I'm supposed to say it on your show. So I will. I looked up and there was a different car, different color, different car with a slightly different acronym, but it still stood for Isaiah 30, 21. Mm. I called my husband. I'm like, you would not believe this. I mean, I was just weeping. I was overjoyed because I knew the Lord had spoken to me. And then the other thing that went along, this is all in the chapter in the book called um, The Shift and the African's Dream. Well, there was a word that had remained constant in my life for, gosh, probably a year. And it was the word shift. And I was getting ready to shift and move to Fredericksburg, shift and stop um, homeschooling my kids. And I was putting them at a Christian school in Fredericksburg. And bottom line, before I knew it, when the, when the most prominent black minister in Fredericksburg shifted over to support the pro-life candidate and to make it known in all the ways that he felt like he could, I drove home to celebrate, got out of my car, and the ground beneath my feet began to shift. And this is in the summer of 2011. It was the East Coast's largest earthquake in 100 years, and the epicenter was Culpeper, Virginia, which was oh, wow. part of the senator's district. Oh, my so, goodness. You can't make this up. So this is why I can't <laughs> give up on the promise. I haven't gotten to the promise. I made Dr. Nathanson. Uh, but uh, in addition to teaching all the propaganda, at the end of the interview, I said, Dr. Nathanson, if you have a message for America, tell me what it is. And I promise you, I'll deliver it across our country until it becomes common knowledge or until Roe is overturned. Well, Roe's overturned, but I can't stop because God's already shown me. Keep going. So what it is, Dr. Nathanson said, teach the strategy of how he deceived America eight point strategy. And we have it all in a little booklet called fact check. If people, people go onto the website, they'll see it in the shop. But then he said, and then tell America that the co-founder of NARAL says to love one another. Abortion is not love. Stop the killing. The world needs more love. And I'm all about love now. 
And I reached over, I shook this old dying man's hand. He was 83 years old, terminally ill with cancer. He looked like he was going to die any day. And uh, he actually lived for another year. But that was the first and only time I met him. But that handshake changed my life. Because if I had not shaken that man's hand, I really think I would have given up if all these mystical things hadn't happened to me along with that handshake. Because I looked right at him. It was the only time he had a little twinkle of hope in his eyes. Because uh, he knew what I was up against. But the God I serve can crush Planned Parenthood. He can cut it off at the root. But we keep fighting it the wrong way. We keep fighting it just politically for the most part. But God says it's all based on knowledge. But his people are walking in blindness. Mm-hmm. you know. And, and if we can get the people educated, get them off the couch to go vote pro-life. And, and share the information, love other people with the truth. And that's why I want everybody who hears us, go on to hoseainitiative.org. We need support. And your people, your listeners need the education. Also go on to abortionking.com. Right. And there yeah, they can find out about your book, What If yes. We've Been Wrong. And that yes. kind of tells this whole story, right? Absolutely. And it's an easy read, but you will have so much information in a condensed way, in a story format, you will not be able to put the book down. Mm. Okay, Terry Beatley is my guest. We're kind of running out of time. She's uh, going to be leaving us at the end of this segment. Terry, what's ahead for you in 2023? Oh, wow. Uh, well, we're working on some big things, and, and we're actually hoping, God willing, we can raise the funds and we want to do a national tour um, uh, a whole motor coach tour. And then the other big things we're working on, um, I've, I, I, we're educating doctors. And, but the big thing for your listening um, audience is to go on to Jose Initiative and look up the educational portal. And, um, and you, can, you can go through the training. It's all on video. We have you know, our presentation broken into 15 segments. And we want literally messengers of truth. That's what it's called, messengers of truth who've gone through the training in every county across the nation. So get in touch with me if you have questions, support Jose Initiative, pray for us, and uh, get involved, get educated, and let's take this nation back. And it starts with life. Life leads. It is the winning issue that can unite our country. And Dr. Nathanson is front and center. I agree. And you know, this is a time for action, not just words. And we've seen the Bible talks about, if my people, which are called by my name, will humble themselves and pray and seek my face. And here's that 180 and turn from their wicked ways. Turn. Then, that's it. Turn. That's, that's that it. turn. That's that 180. That's what people aren't doing. That's, yeah. that's what we need to do. We need to turn and get involved, become a person of action. And mm-hmm. uh, Terry, I've really enjoyed your being on my program today. Thank you so much. That website is hoseainitiative.org. H-O-S-E-A initiative.org. And I hope that everyone will stop there. The other website was... Uh, the, the abortion one was what now? Yeah, it's abortionking.com for the big book. What if we've been wrong? Abortionking.com. Well, thank you so much for the work you're doing and for really this clarion call that we have been received today. It's really important that we hear it. Thank you. God bless you. We'll be back in a moment. This is Afternoons with Mike. Palm Beach Atlantic University, Orlando offers three distinct areas of study an evening Master's of Science in Clinical Mental Health Counseling, an evening Bachelor's of Science in Human Services, and our new Daytime Bachelor's of Science in Nursing. All of our courses are offered at our beautiful campus on Millennia Boulevard. For more information or to schedule a tour, call 844-PBA-ORLANDO. That's 844-PBA-ORLANDO. Back again for segment three on Afternoons with Mike and with me in the studio, first-time guest, Trisha Starkey is a commercial specialist with ServPro of Winter Park. And it's always great to have people from the business community. Uh, we talk to lots of different people from walks of life, different walks of life, be it pastors, be it celebrities, be it business people. And you're one of those leaders in the community that you're doing a good job. Trisha, it's nice to have you up here. Thank you, Mike. It's nice to be here. I know you're part of uh, a church in the area, Action Church. Yes, I am. 
Yeah. So tell me a little bit about how you got to Central Florida, or, or would you call this home for all your life? Um, I've been in Central Florida since 1997, um, and I came to Action Church in 2017. My dad invited me to um, their church over in Winter Springs, mm-hmm. and I was went and was hooked that day. <laughs> it's great to meet a group like that, and you feel like, hey, I'm home, right, from the very get-go, right? Absolutely, yeah, 100% felt a sense of spirit that I had never felt before in any other church. Well, I had been in church all my life, um, but this was different. Well, it's great to have you in the community. Mark Goldstein speaks highly of you, by the way. And you're one of these people that's involved and involved not just in business, but you have a heart for helping other people. Yeah, especially nonprofits as well, right? I do, I do. And um really fortunate with ServPro Winter Park working for his family business that supports the community um and gives me the opportunity and encouragement to do the same. So um through Action Church in Sanford where I attend uh weekly and I'm super involved, uh we have launched what's called the Reach Center. And it is access to um, all kinds of different nonprofits, Meals Meals on Wheels go there. The unsheltered um, Seminole High School students have a place to go to. Um, there's a different schedule all week. Um, but I have been fortunate enough to be involved with that and um, some of the great organizations in Sanford, like Teen Challenge, mm-hmm. um, yeah. Love Missions, Rescue Outreach. Um, there's just, it's, we, we're so fortunate to be in, in such a great community that people really love to support. And that area has grown a lot, hasn't it? Oh, yeah. I mean, it's one of those big growth spots that started a number of years back, and it is growing. We've had a lot of uh, the folks from Teen Challenge up here on my radio program before. Yeah. And they're really doing a super job up there. They are growing the campus. They're doing amazing things. They now have a garden, um, getting ready to expand their wood shop. Um, We're working on a roof for the reentry housing um, donated by a um, new-to-the-area general contractor that's been generous enough to offer to give back to an organization that he has up in Pennsylvania as well. They're, you know, all over the United States mm-hmm. and he's known people um, that it's helped tremendously turn their lives around through God. Well, I want to talk more about reach in a moment, but right now let's talk about surf pro. What, what do you do there? What is surf pro? How do you guys help other people? So we are a remediation mitigation company um, here in winter park. Um, the franchise uh, that the boatmans own um, covers Winter Park, um, Southeast Orlando, South Dr. Phillips, as well as parts of Lake Nona. Um, work for a family that has owned it for 12 years now, mm-hmm. and they're just amazing. Their their whole family is involved. We have an amazing team, and um, I I feel completely confident in sending them anywhere to make it like it never, ever happened. So we help in case of uh, floods, water damage, smoke, mold, yeah, mold, mold yeah. fire, um, and, and just our team does an amazing job. I and, like the way you said that, like it never happened. Yeah. And I was going to ask you, well, let's talk about the it. <laughs> what is, what can yeah. that it be? Yeah. And it can be any of those things. Yes, any, any kind of damage, um, biohazard damage, um, mold mainly, um, uh, which is a big problem can be in Florida oh, because yeah. of yeah, the, just a little bit of humidity down here. <laughs> Just a little bit. Just a little bit. In, in a few months, it'll yeah. be <laughs> right back to over 100% here. <laughs> Is it safe to say that uh, uh, people don't know what they need to know about the dangers of mold? Isn't that pretty true? I think um, a lot of people are getting more informed by it, um, but you know, you can, a lot of people don't know that it is recommended that you clean your duct systems um, every so often, every four or five years. Um, 
that there's a lot that goes into now my duct systems. If I could interrupt, that means your air conditioning ducts. Correct, your HVAC ducts in your home that gather, you know, all of the particles, dust, um, year after year after year, pet dander, you know, human skin, everything gets collected up there, and it is a good idea to get those cleaned out every so often. That sounds like a lovely thought, isn't it? Right. All the stuff that (laughs) can gather and you know, where it's serious is we're breathing in all that stuff all the time. Correct. Yes. And, um, we can help come in and take a look and see if anything is concerning. And then we come in and, and take care of it and make it healthy. Um, again, for your family, for your business, um, Are there tests that you run to find out, let's say, air quality? Um, yes, we can run air quality testing. We can run a lot of moisture readings. If there's moisture, there's a good chance that mold is there or will be coming soon. Mm-hmm. And that's the kind of stuff that if you can catch it before it gets there, uh, it's uh, so much more important. It's It can save you a lot of money by catching it early yeah. and being preventative and proactive. You know, when uh, we moved into our home in Gainesville, a brand new home, we were building it and it was a lovely place, but um, the people that had put in the carpeting, uh, it it had rained that day and they went ahead and put the carpeting in that had gotten slightly wet and it caused us a problem in that room. And we had to have that mitigated. We had to have somebody come in, remediate it, I guess, mold remediation is the term, and uh, they got it all fixed. It was really great, but it was really caused just by a moment of human error on the part of one of the contractors. Yeah. And and that kind of stuff can cause problems. It did for my daughter, who uh, found out she was allergic to the type of mold that was in there. Yeah, we have people call um, all the time that have gotten to the point where their doctors have told yeah. them to call us to... Um, get the air quality test and, you know, look into if their house is a healthy house or a sick house. And this was a brand new home with brand new carpeting that just happened to be wet <laughs> when it was there. And oh my goodness, they they uh, they treated that. They were all dressed up in these uh, suits, you know, with breathing in. Uh, ox- it was crazy. They wouldn't even take the carpet once they rolled it up in that room. They wouldn't even take it out through the house. They moved it out the window. Yeah. Yeah, yes. so they treated it very seriously. Yeah, they're super trained um, mm-hmm. on on you know any kind of hazardous materials handling. Well, that sounds great. So give us that website and a phone number for for Surf Pro, if you will. It is four zero seven six seven eight five three nine one. We have a website www servprowinterpark.com that is s-e-r-v-p-r-o-w-i-n-t-e-r-p-a-r-k.com just like that servpro <laughs> that is servprowinterpark.com and uh, I just it's always great I know for people who are needing something to have somebody that they feel like they know and can trust and somebody that's going to do them a good job and it sounds like servpro would fit that bill Yep, and we have 24 hours, seven days, so um, if you have any water flooding damage, um, we are on call 24-7. That's so. great. Mm-hmm. Let's go back to the REACH Center, something that you're uh, you're really involved with and your passion would lay in this area. Uh, what What's coming up for you guys? Um, so we believe in all of our nonprofit organizations and um, know how much work goes in to those nonprofits in um, their finances, their everyday running those nonprofits. And we want to do as much as we can to assist with these organizations that are helping our community on mm-hmm. a, on an everyday basis. Um, so we are working right now to bring all of the nonprofits together at the end of March um, to introduce them to the REACH Center and the facilities that are available to their organizations if need be, mm-hmm. and to also introduce them to one another and make sure that they are being as efficient as possible when helping the community. If one falls 
you know, off at a certain point, there's a, might be another organization that can pick up at that point and further the help for an individual or the the community members. That's wonderful. So this is available now, being that it's all these nonprofit organizations, it's available for any nonprofit to join into this cause, right? Absolutely, absolutely. And um and and believe wholeheartedly that we can get to the point where um businesses can then come in and support and cover more than one just just one organization. Yeah, will this uh, event be held at at the Action yes. Church? It will be at, at the Action Church Reach Center, um, located at 650 East Airport Boulevard in Sanford. Mm-hmm. What do you see as one of the prevailing great needs of our area that you guys are really looking to try to make a difference in? Um, definitely homelessness um, and affordability, um, affordable housing. Um, that's that's a tough one right there, isn't yes, it? Yes, yes. Rescue outreach is, yeah. is is at its maximum capacity, I think, on a daily basis. Um and it, it you know, so many things play into that. Um drug addiction, which is why Teen Challenge is such an amazing organization. Uh, they have eighty beds um right there in Sanford, um, off of Sanford Avenue, uh, for one year residential. Um, They're very serious about it. One year. Faith-based. Yeah. yeah. Uh, 100% faith-based. So it's it's amazing. And they're restoring um, and offering so much to these men locally. Um, and then we have Love Missions. Um, they are helping human trafficking victims, not just across the world, but locally here, which mm-hmm. is a huge problem that... Um, that I think people are becoming much more aware of yeah. now. Um, and that's right there in Sanford. Um, so these, these organizations, and those are just three, um, you know, the, the three that tug at my heart the most, but there's so many um, amazing community organizations that are just out there, you know, good people just trying to help others. And it's just, I have such a heart for it. I love it when I talk to groups like yours, where they're trying to not just give a handout, they're trying to give a hand up yeah. and really make a difference in helping people with their lives and to mitigate for them. I mean, you know, you think about what Serve Pro does for the house that you guys are trying to help people get in a better place as well. Yes. And, and, and just have that self-assurance and that self-worth that makes such a big difference. And, and just the, the life that we know that God wants for them and for us, um, it's just, it's, it's so much more than just a struggle. Yeah. Um, so we just want them to see that the, the love that is right there for them. Help is on the way. Yes. That's the reach center. Give us that website one more time, if you will. Um, you can go to the action church and, um, and reach center. Um, it's like a tab on the yes. home site. Yes. Wonderful. And uh, we thank you, Tricia Starkey from ServePro, also involved with the Reach Center, my guest for this segment. Uh, Thank you for coming in today. Thank you so much, Mike. It's been great to have you. And friends, that's about all of our time for today. We'll see you next time right here on Afternoons with Mike.